Hello everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara and this is the space where we talk about all of our favorite things with all of our favorite networks, Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Up TV, what's that one, Great American Family. And then during Christmas, we incorporate Lifetime as well. So for this episode, I want to start us off by just kind of giving you an overall wrap up of January. And uh, for those of you, first of all, who are looking for my wedding veil reviews, be sure to check YouTube for that. Uh, Because, you know, this is the week of catch up. I split the reviews between the podcast and the YouTube channel. So all three of the Wedding Veil reviews are on YouTube. Uh, Dog Lover's Guide to Dating is on here. And then this episode, we're going to talk about uh, Love and Glacier National Avalanche in a Can and um, Sweeter Than Chocolate. So apart from Hallmark, because I did take a hiatus in January, I spent a lot of time watching things and consuming things that wasn't the Hallmark channel and I made Hallmark my last priority and it felt great. I felt like I, you know, I didn't realize how much of a bubble I was in (laughs) because of how much Christmas I had to consume for this podcast. And it was really cool. I got to watch rings of power. Um, I start, I, um, started watching a very popular nineties TV show, which I hadn't before. I've only watched maybe certain episodes here or there, but watching it from the beginning on through, and it's become one of my favorite TV shows in life, and that's Living Single on Hulu. And now I'm kind of in this space of me wanting to watch all of these different type of 90s TV shows. I'm wanting to watch Martin. There's this, I even, and I know this, I don't know if this is the 90s, but I also have never watched the Golden Girls. Like, I've seen clips here or there, but I've never sat down and watched an episode of The Golden Girls. So that's another show that I'm getting into. I already watched the pilot episode of that, and I want to, like, watch it all the way through. But I'm just really in a nostalgic space right now, and it's been so cool. I also got into Downton Abbey, so I'm almost finished season two of that show. Um, And I'm, I'm just, I was... You know, I enjoyed my time off. Also, to still keep me in the rom-com spirit, I while I didn't watch all of the Hallmark movies when they aired, um, the three movies that I want to touch on really quick are actually from Great American Family. Um, A Prince in Paradise, which stars Rhiannon Fish and Mitchell Burke. Mitchell Burke, by the way, this was his first leading role, and he crushed it. You guys, check out the interview he did with the Suspenders Unbuttoned podcast. I'll link it here in the show notes. Um, He's an incredibly charming young man, and it showed through in this movie. This movie was a slam dunk. They had chemistry out the wazoo, in my opinion. A Prince in Paradise. So be on the lookout for when this may come on Great American Family, if you have Friendly or if you watch it on cable. Be sure to be on the lookout for this movie. Because while it is not seasonally appropriate, it is definitely a nice, it's more so a summer movie, honestly, uh, than anything. But it's it's such a beautiful and cute movie. The next movie is From Chicago with Love, which stars Rebecca Ledilliard and 
the leading man from Sweeter Than Chocolate, Dan Janot. He, oh, this movie was by far my favorite of all of January. Hallmark and Great American Family combined. This was my favorite movie in January. It was an enemies to lovers, city, business, like it's everything I want in my movies. It's slick, it's smooth, it's romance, and I loved every minute of it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I love it. I loved it. And then lastly was the big kahuna, if you will, Fall Into Winter. So this was their seasonally appropriate movie. This was Lori Laughlin's debut on the network as in a leading role. And she played opposite James Tupper. Now, I was introduced to James Tupper with My Christmas Family Tree, where he played Amy Teagarden's dad uh, two years ago. So to see him in this, he he definitely played a more shy, like he was confident, but he was still reserved. Like I just liked what he brought to the role. But you guys, even though this movie to me was the weakest of the bunch because it was the most stereotypical of the bunch, all in all, Great American Family had a stronger month than Hallmark did. And I mentioned this in my review of... Um, the Wedding Bell Expectations, I think it was, where I said, you know, Christmas, we are just riding a high. And then for the third year in a row with January, we just crash and burn. And I don't know what it is about January that just falls off for Hallmark. But I, I am holding out hope that January 2024 will be the end of the New Year's jinx where they just have trash. I don't want to say trash. That's maybe, maybe that's too harsh. But they just have like bland movies because A Great American Family brought it. Let me tell you, they brought it. Um, I didn't watch Up TV as much because honestly, their movies didn't look captivating enough from the preview. Um, so... I just watched Great American Family and then I watched the Hallmark movie so that I can review them for you guys. But I recommend you watch all three of those movies. Now, while Fall Into Winter was your stereotypical small town, city dweller, I'm, I'm, I don't want to leave my hometown. I don't want to, I don't like change. I don't want to leave the chocolate shop. The chocolate shop is all I have. And, you know, it's uber stereotypical, but I, I enjoyed watching Lori and James together. I enjoyed it. There was still something cozy about it. Um, it definitely will provide a beautiful background to your cleaning, your cooking, doing your taxes it's tax season so as you're doing your taxes this will be a nice movie to have on in the background so that's that's kind of what I wanted to talk with you guys about let me know did you watch any of the great american family movies this past month because when i tell you and i mentioned this in the bonus episode of the non hallmark christmas movies that i watched great american family bombed i was highly upset that I don't know. I couldn't even tell you what happened because 2021, they brought it. So I was uber excited to watch Great American Family this year for Christmas. I, it was, oh, 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 it was rough to get through their Christmas movies this year. Um, And I think I got through probably 60 to 70% of them. 
Um, I just couldn't do it. Um, there's still some that I haven't watched just simply because of Christmas burnout that I'm planning to watch probably within the next couple months. But yeah, this month, January, Great American Family redeemed themselves. It was almost like a switch. Whereas Great American Family bombed at Christmas, then they rose like a phoenix from the ashes for January. Whereas Hallmark was just flying high, 30,000, 50,000 feet in the air. And then they crashed and burned hard in January. But let me tell you, and I'm going to talk about this in the review. They, they, they're they on the rise. <laughs> Their phoenix is rising with sweeter than chocolate. Oh, my God. <laughs> what we're gonna do we are going to take a quick break and then when i come back we're going to get into the last movie that was offered to us for new year new movies in january which is lost in glacier national a national park romance so stay tuned when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone. So, Love and Glacier National stars Ashley Newbro and Stephen Hazar, two people who are not new to this. They're true to this when it comes to Hallmark movies. We also have Devin Alexander and Tegan Moss um, playing the supporting characters. Uh, Devin knowing being the boss of Stephen's character, and then Tegan playing the older sister of Ashley's character. Their names escape me, so I'm going to be using their real names for this. Um... You guys, this movie is your... uh, Okay, I'm going to give you the synopsis without bias, and then we're going to get right into the bias because I'm trying to control my feelings right now. So, Stephen works at an avalanche... I'm sorry, he works at a mountain ski resort, and he's an avalanche something or other. He goes out and patrols the mountains, checks for, you know, avalanche forecasting naturally by using some type of, like old school toolage if you will and um ashley is a scientist she has all the technological savvy that she needs to forecast avalanches and devin alexander's character is someone she knows from college he called her up and was like yo can we install your your system in our resort and so she goes to the resort, meets steven's character they get into it because he's like we don't need technology and she's like what you mean technology is the future you're doing stuff so old school and he's like whatever old school is the tried and true way and so he keeps dissing her profession and she's like what gives and he wouldn't tell her and so then we finally find out that his wife died from an avalanche um which he of course is still hurt from but he he resents technology and science because of that now that's the A plot line. B plot line. Our sister, Ashley's sister, is um, going through infertility issues and she's going through IVF treatments. That's that storyline. Then there's another storyline of Stephen um, having one of the female workers at the, the thing coming after him. And that's a thing. Okay, here we go. 
This movie is horrible. One crown for the snow and the dogs. Here, here. Okay, I gotta take my glasses off for this. Okay. This movie was Fifty Shades of Awkward in every nook, cranny, and crevice of a mountain. There were, there was an appropriate touching, in my opinion. So she, he's coming out the spa, right? And she's doing something where she's demonstrating something and she bumps into them, into him. And the way she bumps into him, she's palming his chest. And he's shirtless because, I'll just let that breathe for a moment. And she just kind of just sits, let her hands sit there with their legs crossed and a Mai Tai in its hand. I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we doing right now? And he's like, no, it's okay. Uh, what are you doing here? And she's like, yeah, I'm here to get a massage. And so she ends up getting her massage. And so then this girl who's her masseuse, is feeling Steven and but she thinks that Steven's feeling Ashley so she don't like Ashley so she's supposed to be professional correct because you're a massage therapist but no all professionalism goes out the window and she is actually hurting Ashley because she thinks that Ashley and Steven have something going on and then this woman who is like throwing herself at Steven at this point, she says that her heat or her electricity, something is out. And so she goes, she's like, I didn't know who else to call. So I wanted to, you know, we're friends. So I thought I'd call you. So she goes to his house and then she's like, yeah, can I just stay here for the night? And then he asks his daughter and she obliges and they're like, yeah. And then so he's like, let me get the couch ready. And she has the nerve to say, oh, the couch. Like, where else did you think you were going to sleep, my dude? You know where else she thought she was going to sleep? His bed? Because you want to know what else she says? Oh, are you sure you want me to sleep on the couch? Sis, sis, sis. Please turn the iron off and stop pressing. I just need you to stop. <laughs> I just need you to stop. It was just, oh man. It was it was just a no, 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 no. And then on uh, uh, Ashley's sister's side, we're at dinner, catching up. All of a sudden, we're talking about, and I'm speaking from Ashley's point of view. All of a sudden, we're talking about my brother-in-law's swimmers and how the swimmers need to attach and latch and catch and whatnot over dinner. And then the server comes over. He's like, y'all doing all right over here? And she's like, yeah, you know, we're just talking about my husband's swimmers. Okay, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, sis, cousin, auntie, mom, I need you to stop. <laughs> I just need you to stop. That was just no, and then throughout this whole movie, this is just my humble opinion. I was getting nothing from Steven's character. He was not giving me any real emotion. It was just a flat line the entire movie. He was disrespectful, condescending, dismissive. 
And I could not see how this woman could be attracted to him. When they kissed, I was just like, whatever. Literally, that was my, that was the emotion that was brought up out of me. Why would someone want to be with someone who constantly tears down what it is they do for a living that they love so much? Why? And then going to make, going to give you the space to truly say what it is is on your heart that's having you act this way and then you don't want to say anything. Miss me with all of that. Hey. Miss me with all of that. I just wish this movie, this is the where your heart belongs of, of 2023. If you could, if we could travel back in time, hashtag the way home. If we could travel back to January, 2022, January 1st to be specific, uh, Jen Lily, Christopher Russell, we got spring and fall in the winter, right? Because we got spring color palette, but we're on a maple tree farm. Yeah. And we got a whole hodgepodge of a blender of a cocktail of nastiness. That's kind of what this movie was. This is the Where Your Heart Belongs of 2023. And it's going to take a lot, a lot for this movie, like for another movie to beat this for the like the bottom of my ranking it's going to it's going to take some real trying and effort to to beat this movie for last on my list because that's where it's sitting it's a gold medal bottom of the list right now speaking of gold medal though we're gonna go now to a movie that's on the top of my list oh yeah you heard it here first the top of my list we're gonna take another break and when i come back we are going to talk about the first movie and hallmark's love you where i'm still gonna say love you where lineup which is sweeter than chocolate stay tuned hello friends and romans welcome back Let's talk about Sweeter Than Chocolate. This is the latest movie that Hallmark has premiered. And the first movie in their Love You Weary lineup, starring Eloise Mumford and Dan Janot. Oh, you guys, this movie was Sweeter Than Chocolate. Can I just say, I'm not even going to hold you. Forget a synopsis. I'm going to just take you through my feelings of the movie. Okay, this movie is five out of five crowns. It's perfection. Okay. So I don't even know what state we're in, but we're in a, a town called Watson's Corner, right? And Eloise Mumford's character, dang, I already forgot her name. I already forgot both of their names, man. Eloise Mumford's character is a chocolatier. Her grandparents are from Belgium and they're master chocolatiers. And, you know, it was passed down and on in her dad's line. I should um, make that clear. Her dad's line is where the, the chocolate comes from. And it is... Uh, legend much like gingerbread miracle and i'm trying to think what else there's a legend attached to it i don't know but anyone who eats these chocolates finds their true love and so there's an investigative reporter oh i know what their names are because it actually goes i was like oh my gosh these names so eloise mumford's character is lucy sweet and Dan's character is an investigative reporter named Dean Chase, like chasing a story. I was like, how apropos are these last names? So Dean and Lucy, right? 
Dean, his, what is it, news director sends him to Watson's Corner um, after a, a post that Lucy's best friend does go viral. She wants him to do kind of a nice romantic Valentine's Day story. And so she sends him to the candy shop, the chocolate shop, to learn more about the chocolates. He does, and when he does, the news director wants more and more and more. So he's spending more time at the chocolate shop. Lucy and Dean getting to know one another. Of course, they're bumping heads along the way. But the more that they interview the couples from the chocolate shop's wall of love, which are success stories of people who have eaten the chocolate and have found their true love. Oh, gosh. Y'all, this movie was sweet. It was... uh, I don't want to say it was cheesy, but it was just beautiful. I loved the the performances. I loved the chocolate shop. I loved the the cinematography. I loved the clothes. There was one suit Dan had on. I said, I literally yelled, you better go ahead, suit. It was just fitting ever so. And I appreciated it. And I like the chocolate shop was so cozy. Even her home was so cozy. Everything about this movie was perfect. This is the best, in my opinion, Hallmark Publishing. I can't say best book to movie adaptation because I haven't read the book yet. But this makes me want to read the book. I don't think I've had a movie that made me want to read the book so bad. So I definitely want to read the book. I know for book club, we're doing The Secret Ingredient. I'm going to just throw this one in as a kicker and for my own personal. And then I'll report back and let y'all know what all is going on with the, with the book to movie adaptation comparison. But y'all, this movie was so good. Eloise is so good. Dan is so good. The the scene where she's teaching him how to temper the chocolate and make the chocolate. You got you could roast a marshmallow with the chemistry in betwixt them and it was just perfection. The mom selling the house, like how they treated the storylines, all of it. I just loved it. I like and get, here's the biggest thing. Guess what, y'all? It was actually a Valentine's Day movie. Well, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It was actually a Valentine's Day movie. I, uh, that's all I want. Okay, that's all I need. I just need like now I got the Valentine's Day feels. I got the I got the butterflies and dragonflies floating around. I'm I'm I've never I've never been in a Valentine's Day mood until now. I said, Oh, this is getting me in a Valentine's Day mood. Let's do it. Bring on the pinks and the reds and the purples. Bring on the red dress. I now wanna buy a red dress, y'all. There was a dance scene in this where she's um attending a work event with Dean as his date. Oh my gosh, in the dance scene and the way that they um jump cut f- to them their first dance to them being the last ones on the dance floor. Loved it. And can we talk about that ending scene? Like the the scene after they did their first kiss? I said, "Hold on now. Sh- shall I give y'all some privacy?" That's how y'all feel. Oh, okay then. You guys, this movie is great. This movie this movie felt cozy. It felt like there was the like a haze or a fog. I don't know what to call it, but it was the same the same haze or fog that you saw in a royal runaway romance. 
I felt I saw and felt that in this movie and it just made the movie cozy. This is a cozy Valentine's Day movie and I can't wait to watch it again during Valentine's Day and especially because it's a Tuesday. Oh man, I'm watching it. I'm watching it Valentine's Day. I am. Also saw sneak peeks for a Paris proposal. We're going to talk about that more in our weekend watching guide, but I'm looking forward to that as well. But you guys, this is worth your eyeballs. Not you doing taxes. Watch it, please. Don't cook, don't clean, don't tax. Watch it. Okay? Watch it. Watch it, watch it, watch it. So five out of five, this movie is perfection. Happy Valentine's Day. And with that, we're going to take another break. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the movies that are coming on this weekend for you guys to check out. All right. So stay tuned. Welcome back, you guys. So let's get into our weekend watching guide. We are going to start with... Great American Family. This one's coming on Saturday, uh, 8 p.m., and it is called A Charming Valentine. It stars Carolina Bartzak and Chad Connell. Here's the premise. Lillian is a businesswoman who turns startups into successful companies. Her newest client is a company called Love Subscription. Will Lillian's past heartbreak conflict with her growing feelings for Grant, Love Subscription's handsome founder? (laughs) Next, coming on simultaneously as a charming Valentine is Hallmark Channel's A Paris Proposal. This one's starring Alexa Penavega and Nicholas Bishop. I want to insert that this is Alexa's first movie after having after her and her husband have signed a multi-picture deal with Hallmark Media. So let's see what A Paris Proposal is giving to the people. Anna is an account manager for a New York City advertising agency who has the opportunity to land the biggest client of her career, Duran Diamonds. Much to her chagrin, her boss dispatches her and her colleague Sebastian, I love me a Sebastian now, to the City of Lights to make the pitch and seal the deal. Anna's quote-unquote by-the-books work style clashes with Sebastian's looser approach and over-the-top ideas that dazzle the client but exceed budget realities that land them in hot water. When they arrive in Paris to meet with the client, a misunderstanding leads the Durans to believe Anna and Sebastian are married, making them excited about the prospect of having real-life couple in charge of the creative vision for their brand and forcing them to try to keep up appearances. I'll say that I'm looking forward to that. I have seen some of the previews and I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll say that. Cautiously optimistic. Now, concluding our weekend, Up TV is, they show all their movies on Sunday at 7. So Up TV is showing Luckless in Love. I also, I forgot to say this at the beginning. So Great American Family, their lineup of Valentine's movies is called Great American Valentine's. 
Hallmark, of course, has Love Youary. Up TV, you have Flirty February. So for Flirty February, Up TV is giving us luckless in love. They don't show who the actors are that star in this. Um, we just get the synopsis. This is from their website. Winnie, a dating blogger who anonymously writes under the pen name Luckless, goes viral for a post about a disastrous date with Holden, a perpetually single sports agent who refuses to settle. But things get complicated when feelings develop and Winnie learns that Holden has a teenage son. Hmm. I'll definitely be recording this one. Don't know if I'll watch it live, though. I normally don't watch any of the Up TV movies live anyway. I always um, watch them on the replay on the back end. But this seems like one that's worth a DVR recording for sure. Again, Sweeter Than Chocolate put me in the Valentine's mood. So I'm, I'm all about it. And I'm going to be recording um, Great American Family's movie as well. But of course, I will be watching Hallmark's live. Because honestly, the whole month of February it's it's giving bank like i'm just ready to go i feel like january was dry it was our dry january and now we're we're getting started you know um and did y'all see that march lineup god they ain't playing with the peoples man they ain't playing with the peoples we're definitely going to be talking about that march lineup and when i say we I'm bringing back the Chad Master himself. We're going to be doing a March preview show um, towards the end of this month, uh, the beginning of March. And we're going to be giving all of our thoughts about those March movies then. So, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Dear Hallmark. Thank you for welcoming me into your home, your car, wherever you are as you listen to this. Also, thank you for spending my first week of season three with me. This is bananas and pajamas that I am on season three. Well over 150 some odd episodes. We are in this deep and it ain't, we ain't getting out anytime soon, okay? So, be sure to check out Dear Hallmark on Instagram. Y'all, I went live last Thursday and it was bonkers new new. It was, and it's it's up on the Instagram. It's four hours long. Benjamin Ayers pops in via video. We talk about Romance University. It's a whole, it's a whole party. You want to make sure, I mean, you if you watch the whole thing, God bless you, but like, I think Benjamin comes in like about an hour in (laughs) if you want to scroll through and watch Benjamin and I's, uh, our conversation, but you want to make sure you, you subscribe. I mean, what is it called? What do you do on Instagram? You follow, make sure you follow on Instagram and then like, and follow the dear Hallmark Facebook page. And then for the book club, you want to make sure you join. There is a link in the show notes because the book club is exclusively on Facebook And we are going to be reading The Secret Ingredient this month. The whole mission of the book club is to read books that the Hallmark movies are based off of. And so because this is the the month of love, we are going to be taking a Valentine's Day movie, The Secret Ingredient, and we're going to be reading that book. But also we are going to be rewatching the movie just to refresh ourselves. I will come back to you guys in the next episode to let you know if... Uh, the Secret Ingredient is on Hallmark Movies now for you guys to watch. If not, I'll let you know when it's airing. And also, too, be sure to... That's also why you want to 
follow on Instagram or Facebook because I will definitely put it there first before I um, say it here on the podcast as well. So you guys, yep, there's other links and stuff in the show notes for you to peruse around if you want some more of their Hallmark content. But with other than that, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Enjoy your weekend and ciao, my friends. <laughs>